It's another edition of our podcast series, Columbus Community Hospital HealthCasts. Your knees and hips are your largest joints. They support your body weight and work together so that you can stay physically active throughout your life. But sometimes the wear and tear in these joints leads to a need for joint replacement. Orthopedic surgeon Dr. Sean Brandenburg is here today to talk with us about the latest in knee and hip replacement. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Brandenburg. What is total joint replacement surgery? Uh, Yeah, total joint replacement. um, In terms of uh, the knee in particular, the entire knee is not actually uh, replaced as some may be misled to believe, but the bone ends uh, on the femur, which is your thigh bone, and tibia, the shin bone, as well as the undersurface of your kneecap are resurfaced. Uh, these worn out or damaged uh, cartilage surfaces are cut with a saw blade in surgery. Uh, they are then recapped with a metal or plastic implant. Uh, a plastic insert between the femur and the tibia in combination with the plastic implant and the kneecap creates a nice, smooth, a new uh, smooth cushion uh, and functional joint. Uh, the ultimate goal of, of joint replacement surgery is really to reduce or eliminate pain. That's really interesting, and thanks for clearing that up, because when I picture knee surgery or uh, knee replacement surgery, I, I, I always think to myself, well, how do they do that? How do they take your existing knee out and put the new knee in? So uh, for us lay people, thanks for clarifying that. Uh, so I'm 51, and I and I know what causes my joint issues, trying to keep up with my kids, coaching baseball. But generally speaking, what are the causes of joint issues? There are multiple causes of joint pain. Uh, most commonly, patients suffer from osteoarthritis, uh, which is a wear and tear condition, and it destroys the joint cartilage. Uh, joint cartilage is a tough, smooth tissue that covers the ends of the bones uh, where the joints are located. It cushions the bones during movement, and because it is smooth and slippery, it allows the motion with minimal friction. Uh, trauma, repetitive motion, or, un- or for unexplained reasons, uh, the cartilage can wear down exposing the bone ends. Over time, cartilage destruction can result in painful bone-on-bone contact, swelling, and loss of motion. You perform both knee and hip replacement surgeries, and I'm going to use air quotes here. Which is easier to perform, a hip or knee replacement? You know, I think that answer depends on your training and how you you view the anatomy of the hip and the knee. Um, For instance, I had a little more training uh, on total knee replacements or partial knee replacements, but... um, I also I think total hips um, are just a little bit more complex um, in terms of the anatomy um, and, and just getting into the, the hip joint. Um, in particular, uh, with the knee, uh, there, there's a lot more uh, technical challenges in terms of how you can balance the soft tissue around the knee either through the bone cuts or releases of, of soft tissue in surgery. I just think there's more variables uh, to deal with uh, with knee replacement. And uh, not that you really get a choice per se, but do you have a preference? Is one you know more in your wheelhouse than the other, or are you just open for all types of replacements? Open for all. Uh, do both total hip replacements, partial and total uh, knee replacements uh, with uh, using the robot. You mentioned the robot there. Can you tell us more about this new Mako robotic arm that was recently purchased by Columbus Community? It sounds pretty cool, pretty high tech. First of all, I'd like to thank Columbus Community Hospital for purchasing the robotic Mako arm as I think it's an excellent tool for the armamentorium of the joint replacement surgeon as myself. I think it gives patients the best chance for an optimal recovery and great uh, surgical outcome. Uh, some patients may not know, but a CT scan is performed uh, on their hip or knee prior to surgery the information from that CAT scan and robotic software allows uh, the surgeon to plan the patient's surgery appropriately and to predict the size of the implants, optimal position of the implants, 
with great accuracy and control of other important surgical variables. How much of the robotic arm, you know, is is the robot? How much is being controlled by you? Uh, what, what's that like for you uh, in terms of uh, the surgery itself? Does the robot do anything that you don't tell it to do? Uh, no, so it's a passive uh, system. So the, ro- the robot will not do anything um, that I don't tell it to do. So uh, I'm, I'm still able to direct the surgery, uh, but have the nice assistance of the robot uh, that allows me to not injure the surrounding soft tissue structures, uh, in particular around, around the knee, uh, so that in recovery period for the patient, they have less pain and are able to get through the rehab pro- process quicker. So it sounds like it makes a big difference for patients. Is that been your experience that since you uh, have had access to the robotic arm, that uh, this has been going smoother for patients, recovery is better? And if, in general, rehab is needed, how long is that rehab process? Yeah, rehab can vary from patient to patient. Um, every patient recovers at a different uh, rate. Um, you know, most patients... Um, are about 80% plus or minus at six weeks, um, and I tell them 90% around the uh, 12-week mark. They may be fully recovered at that point. Um, hopefully, they're back to what they like to do, their, their normal activities such as hiking or biking or if they wanted to go on long walks. Um, hopefully they're back at that six-week or at least the 12-week mark. That's amazing. I worked with a guy 25, 30 years ago who had a hip replacement surgery. And without being overly graphic, I remember him showing me his scar that went from like under his armpit all the way down practically to his knee. And I'm I'm guessing the scars are much smaller today. They absolutely are, especially with um, more muscle-sparing approaches, which, which I do in particular with total hip replacement and total knee replacement. Um, in particular on the hip side, I do what's called a direct superior approach um, where I go through the gluteus maximus muscle or what simply is, is your butt muscle and um, get down to the hip capsule area and only remove a couple of tendons that are repaired at the end. Uh, but I'm able to do that through a small incision uh, safely and effectively uh, without compromising where I actually put those components. And then on the knee side, uh, as well, I do an approach uh, called the subvastus approach, where I do not cut into the quadricep tendon um, like most uh, surgeons. So what that allows me to do is is move uh, one of the main quadricep muscles called the VMO or vastus meus oblique, and I place that to the side during surgery, and there's less repair uh, at the end, and ultimately the patient has less pain and is able uh, to have a stronger uh, quadricep uh, muscle area uh, to get them through the rehab process. Sounds a little bit like the $6 million man. You know, we can rebuild him. We can make him bigger and stronger and faster. Is there anything else we need to know about knee and hip replacement, doctor? You know, total hip and total knee replacements are two of the most successful procedures uh, performed in the United States. Um, in reality, according to literature, there's roughly a 600% increase in demand for total joint replacement by the year 2030, especially as it relates to the uh, baby boomer population. Uh, people are living longer and want to remain active. So if faced with a painful joint, then joint replacement is a procedure that can get them back to their normal activities and improve their quality of life. That's what uh, is really why I do what I do. I'd, I'd love to see the um, immediate improvement in patients' uh, quality of life. Thanks, doctor. That's orthopedic surgeon Dr. Sean Brandenburg. If you'd like to learn more about the joint replacement options at the Columbus Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic, visit columbushosp.org and click on the Our Clinics tab. 
If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out our entire podcast library for topics that may interest you. This is Columbus Community Hospital HealthCast. I'm Scott Webb. Thanks for listening.